I know that the language that we're living in, in the singular way, in I'm going to figure it out, uh, I just need to pay this bill, I just need to, I just need to fill in the blank. Like that way of living is so lonely and it's an incredibly, it's just deepening the longing that we're carrying. And then these unknowns come and then all of a sudden there's like freedom and permission and oh my God, life is so short, let's do it. And then there's another extreme to go follow. And we don't really know the relationship, the reciprocal relationship of being with the unknown, like the cilia of the unknown, Mm. the, the foundation, the pillars, the woven fibers of the unknown. And then you're invited. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. This is MILF Podcast, the show where we talk about motherhood, entrepreneurship, sexuality, and everything in between. My name is Jennifer Tracy, and I am your host. Barreling towards the end of the month here in holiday time. Let's just take a moment. (laughs) Let's just take a moment and take a breath. I never do this, but I actually really need it. So I'm being selfish right now. I'm just going to take a breath in. Oh, yeah. It's a lot, right? It's a lot. It's a lot. And it's easy to get wrapped up in it. But I'm bumped. Um, <laughs> but I'm just, I'm a little goofy today. I don't know what's going on with me. But um, yeah, it's just the holiday times are crazy. And also fun and beautiful and whimsical and but it's it's really a lot of energy it's a lot of chaos you know it can i mean pretty much anything can give me anxiety <laughs> so but it, it there's a lot of like a lot more people have anxiety i think it's just a lot of energy it's a lot of pressure too you know so anyway i hope that you guys are taking moments to just stop and slow down and breathe you know, and know that everything's going to be perfect and in its right place, whatever happens, whatever holiday that you're celebrating, whatever your New Year's traditions are. And that MILF podcast is here to entertain you and take you out of that for an hour or so. I'm so excited to introduce today's guest, um, Jules Blaine Davis. Jules was on the show about a year ago, and so much has transpired in her life that she and I reconnected. I mean, we always reconnect. We're always connecting. And we were on the phone and I just had this hit. I said, you need to come back on the show. Would you? And she said, yeah. And so I went to her house in Pasadena and we sat in her space. We went outside for a little bit and we put our toes in the earth because that's what Jules does and invites you to do. And it's really amazing. We put our toes in in the moist dirt in her backyard, basically soil. It's not really dirt, it's soil. And we just talked for a while and it really was so grounding on so many levels. Just being with her is really grounding, but then just really feeling the earth beneath my feet was really nice. So anyway, so we did that and then we came inside and we had some tea and we talked and I'm going to be able to share that entire conversation with you. It's really, really great conversation. And I just love her so much. So that's today's guest. But before we get into that, a couple of things. So I've shared with you guys, I've been partnering with some companies and collaborating with, I guess, partnering is more like it. Basically, I've been reaching out to companies that are doing awesome stuff. And 
I want to promote them. It's there's no money exchange. I just think they're really awesome. I was calling it sponsorship for a while, but then I realized, well, that's kind of misleading because they're not actually sponsoring the show. You know what I mean? So in this case, recently, it's been just me wanting to support amazing companies and share with you these things that I've found and and what they're doing and what their mission is, you know, not only do they have amazing items and products that they're selling or services, but they also have these incredible manifestos, you know, and they're like doing good in the world. So uh, I have two today. The first one is Gifts for Good really beautiful company. So they're based here in Los Angeles. You can find them on giftsforgood.com. And as always, all this stuff is on my website in the show notes, giftsforgood.com. I mean, um, milfpodcast.com. And you can find it in the show notes for this episode. You can also go into the sponsors page, although I should change that to collaborators. It doesn't really matter. I mean, the point is I'm just being transparent and telling you what this relationship is and that I think this is a really cool company. And if you want to check it out, great. And you get a little discount code for being a MILF listener. That's all. Um, So this company is amazing. And a couple of the things that I wanted to highlight was, so like they have all these different gifts, right? All different levels of gifts. And they're all beautifully curated and they're all beautifully made. A lot of them are made in places where there's poverty, a lot of them are made, they're all, you know, with sustainability in mind. So one example is this travel battery bank and solar charger for your phone. And it's really cool. And it's a $50 and it's dust proof and water resistant. And it's got a flashlight and it charges your phone. Um, and it's just basically the size of a phone case. So that's really a cool thing. And then this one I love, I actually, I kind of want one. It's called the Union upcycled billboard duffel. It's a duffel bag that's made out of repurposed billboards, basically. And it's really beautiful. So you can find that on the website. And MILF listeners get an exclusive discount code. It's MILF for good. So when you go to check out, type in MILF for good and you get a little discount for being a listener. But moreover, you know, really, it's just, it's a great company. If you have some last minute Christmas gifts or holiday gifts or New Year's gifts, whatever, they are just such a great go-to because they will do it all for you. And it also has, you know, a message about what the impact is. Sometimes each gift will, some of the proceeds of that gift will go towards giving employment to somebody who would not have dignified employment in that country or education to young girls that would not have access to education. Tons of stuff like that. I mean, it's just, it's a really beautiful company and they've just built something that's, I think, so astonishing. So um, check that out. And then uh, December's highlighted give. And really just, I, you know, I do this and I talk about it almost every week, but I do this just to kind of give you guys more of a widespread idea of just the awesome shit that people are doing out there that um, I know I can be really myopic in the way that I look at my life. And I just, I forget that there's a whole world out there. And it's one of the reasons why I love doing the podcast really is because, you know, sometimes me babbling on about something and talking to another inspiring woman helps one person, two people, you know, helps them get through their day better, helps them feel less alone, helps them realize maybe a solution to a problem they have that they hadn't thought about before. 
And I mean, that's like what I'm doing is so little compared to what this this organization I'm about to tell you about. So um, I've been talking about it all month. It's called hopescarves.org. That's their website. Um, Hope Scarves, they were started by Laura McGregor. So Laura is coming on the show next month. That's going to be such a killer episode. She's a powerhouse and incredible, and I'm so inspired by her. And she was going through cancer treatment when someone gave her scarves because her hair fell out because of chemo. And she wore these scarves and it gave her such courage and strength. She talks about it in the episode. It's really moving. And when she was done, she said, you know, here, do you want the scarves back? Thank you so much. And the woman who had given them to her said, no, 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 pass them on to someone else. And so Laura had this brilliant idea of starting this whole movement of, of course, that makes so much sense because they're just like the strength of, I did it. I got through treatment and I'm passing this on to you and you can get through treatment you know, and then you pass it on to the next person, the next person, the next person. So Hope Scarves is an organization that not only provides and gives scarves and they sell scarves if you want to buy scarves or if you want to donate scarf, a scarf, you know, buy a scarf that's going to be donated. You can share your stories. And so it's about the stories of being in cancer treatment, of survival, of remission, of being re-diagnosed, like all those things. And It's beautiful. And I highly recommend just checking it out, you know, whether or not you've been affected by cancer, which you probably have given the stats, it's incredible what she's doing. And she shared with me a little bit about how they're going to expand it even more. Um, So super inspiring. And lastly, before I go ahead and, and let you listen to my interview with Jules, The Growing Candle is the other company that I'm partnering with for this episode. And I've talked about them before. I really love this company. So it's beautiful, beautiful candles. My favorite is the Eucalyptus Mint. I love it so much. And they come in these gorgeous ceramic cups. Um, they're all different styles. You can pick your style and the kind of candle that you want. They're natural candles, so they're not perfumey. They're just really natural, like essential oil smells, like real like eucalyptus smell. And then when you're done burning the candle down, the wrapping for the candle is this beautiful paper that's actually seeded paper. So you put the paper inside the ceramic cup, you water it, and it grows wildflowers. It's so dope, you guys. I mean, what an amazing concept. Talk about sustainable. Talk about beautiful. Talk about growth. I mean, I, yeah, I remember finding them and I flipped out. I was like, oh, we got to get a hold of these people. I love them. So I'm so thrilled to share that with you. And they are offering a discount code for MILF listeners of MILF10. So if you go on their website and get to the checkout and you enter MILF10, you'll get a little 10% discount. So without further ado, here is my interview with the lovely and talented Jules Blaine Davis. Hi, Jules. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to my womb. Oh my God. I love your womb. Thank you. Your womb is very wombie. We are growing. <laughs> I love you so much. Thank you for letting me come back. You are the first guest that's a repeat guest. Ooh, girl, yeah. that feels so good. And it's been a little over a year, actually, since I was here. It's amazing. I mean, and we were just talking before, so much has happened. So much transformation has happened for both of us mm. individually. And mm. wow, I mean, we'll get into all of it, but the fact that we're here... 
And we have this beautiful wood board love that you created for us with our beautiful pears and bananas and some other treats and the tea, your love tea. Oh, and I just knocked the microphone stand, par for the course. Totally. Yeah, I'm just really grateful to be here with you. Mm. Oh, man. I'm so grateful to have you here and to to just be together. Yeah. Like just to take some time to be together in the conversation that we kind of left. You know, it's kind of beautiful. Like, you know, as as are all conversations, they're forever conversations. It's always a da-da-da. Yeah. Always. Yeah. So I guess I'll just kind of dive into our bodies, mm-hmm. your body, my mm-hmm. body. Mm-hmm. And, you know, something that you were just in the unknowing of the last time we sat down and talked here on this recorded line was your your left breast. Mm. And something was going on in your left breast. And at the time of that podcast recording, I don't think you had known what it was yet. Yeah, I didn't. And we, you know, we and we said this on the last part, or you, you, not we, even though we are yeah. all each other, um, is that you came, and it was before the first surgery, yeah. which was early October, and then Spirit was like, "No, not the not the day we're doing this. No matter what you do." And then you came back literally right after yeah. that surgery occurred, and I didn't have any pathology back, so. I was still very much in the unknown. Yeah. I mean, I, I st- we are. Yeah. I, by the way, like, let's just really, I have a headlamp on, but I mean, it's a little, you know, <laughs> we're in the Wait, unknown. for our listeners who don't know you as well, <laughs> what do you mean you have a headlamp on? I mean, we're all, we're all in the unknown. Like, we're all doing this. We're, you know, no one says it's this. Yeah. And then, I mean, you're lucky if it is that, but yeah. it isn't ever. Yeah. Does this make, am I a haiku koan right now? What am I? I'm, I'm, no alcohol was <laughs> ingested or any other kind of random mushrooms growing on trees in South Pasadena. Um, I feel that we're all very much in the unknown deeply. And when things come out of nowhere, which is actually the body that you're in, and this earth mama that holds us and just all of it, all we're doing is creating like safe spaces, safe spaces. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Right. We're just, we, we move, we move in the world and we create safe spaces, but no one, no one said, Hey, I mean, and if anybody did, please write me and Jen. <laughs> Cause and we tell missed, us what we missed that memo <laughs> Yeah, of like, here's the moon and you know, here's the earth and you know, our people colonized this earth, and this is, you know, we're longing for the the wisdom that was here that we actually captured and took over. I mean, we're in that conversation now, right? Everyone, these words, they're in the time frame. But the realm of the story that lives in the body, and then we're carrying these stories in our bodies, and then stuff comes out of nowhere, and we're, you know, at a red light, and we see a car crash, or we get a diagnosis, or we, like... We're, there's, we're just, we are wading with our gumboots through so much. So we're, we're hungry to lighten this heaviness. We're hungry to turn on the fire. We're hungry to make a wood board love, but we're also, you know, scared to death. I mean, we're, we're, yeah. we're doing it all. Yeah. Aren't we? Well, and what's so fascinating about exactly what you're saying is you are and have been deep in this work that you've been doing 
which is, as we were talking about right before we hit record, is is really difficult to describe to someone who hasn't experienced you. Mm. And I haven't had the privilege of being on one of your retreats, but I have had the privilege of being in a couple of your circles mm. or your fire, mm. your full moon circles here. And they're so profoundly healing. And I brought my friend Sabrina to one and she talks about it all the time. And I forward her the ones. I'm like, you gotta go this month and bring her daughter wants to come who's oh, 17. It's just that would be beautiful. Incredible. They're both the two of them are amazing. And um it's profound. And it's and yet it's not something you could like do a sales pitch on and like there's no mm. tagline for what it is because it's so deep and ancestral and mm rooted in so many things and then you crack a joke and it's like it's just it's such a wonderful <laughs> delicious nurturing and nourishing experience mm. so but my point of bringing that up is that a year ago when you got this health news and then diagnosis and and all the rest that followed you were in the middle of doing this work and you were at the beginning of starting to write a book and, you know, carry this message in this other way. And you said to me, you said, and spirit was like, oh no, different story, <laughs> different story, <laughs> you know? And it is exactly what you just described of like, gosh, darn it, we can plan mm. and we can be in it and we can, you know, but it's just these curveballs come and yet the most beautiful things come out of them if we can lean into it. That's the trick. It's like I know we didn't learn that. Like what? I guess it's like what's the language? Because I mean, obviously, we we all know language, right? Yeah. It's just like this is the generations of language yeah. and liking language, yeah. but keeping them on the surface, like bubbles of oil on water. It's the language around surrender, let it go, you know, whatever. And I'm not really making fun of them. I actually am hoping that they come into my body yeah. <laughs> right this moment as I'm saying them. But what is the language of that relationship? What's the language of the relationship around the unknown? Mm. I'm saying the unknown, and then immediately we like separate ourselves. We don't even know we're doing it. We think, oh, well, we know this. But we actually don't know anything. Mm. Like our commitments, if we can get to a place together collectively, because this shit is not a man on his own island yeah. or, or a woman, and we can really rock it, but this is collective healing, is how do we all together, right? The circles, the opening the gate, the all of those things, you know, we... It's like we were brought in alone, and even the saying, we're brought in alone, we die alone, never in the tribe was that something that occurred. Never in, you know, and, and mind you, I'm not in, the, I can't wait in 30 years to be like, and this is what did occur. I mean, I, I don't know that. I haven't, you know, fully engaged in that, but I know that the language that we're living in, in the singular way, in I'm going to figure it out, uh, I just need to pay this bill, I just need to, I just need to fill in the blank. Like that way of living is so lonely and it's an incredibly, it's just deepening the longing that we're carrying. And then these unknowns come and then all of a sudden there's like freedom and permission and, oh my God, life is so short, let's do it. And then there's another extreme to go follow. And I, we don't really know the relationship, the reciprocal relationship of being with the unknown, like the cilia of the unknown, mm. the, the foundation, the pillars, the woven fibers of the unknown. And then you're invited. You know, for me, the language around this 
very much came from many teachers that I love and feel so honored and privileged to to know and and learn language from around, you know, sacred illness. Like people even in the communities, are you okay? Or, um, oh, I heard you were you fell ill. <laughs> I was like, is it 1937? <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't fall, and I don't even think I was ill, because um, I wasn't. It was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. But it was a teacher that came into this breast, you know, and this is not like guru language. This is like real truth, because my body was incredible. I mean, I'm, it's pristine body health, you know, it, all of that was, you know, celery juice in spades. Were you pissed? You know. Were you pissed off? There was anger later, after the surgery, mm. after the second surgery, mm. A lot of emotion came through by yeah. the fire. I was so angry. Like, what the fuck was this? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? But through before that, and I think that was also some of the anesthesia, I was like, what the, f- mm. where are you going? No. Um, <laughs> don't you fucking leave here. No, I didn't say that. But in the realm, <laughs> but in the realm. But I mean, I ask because this is such a this is such a vanilla word for what it is but you are and pursue and live and breathe health and wellness and you and teach what it and what and, is that again right yeah. this goes back to the unknown we are in a culture of like if you do this and two tablespoons of this and three and yeah. by the way it can really work everyone that's listening i'm sure you're like well that actually does work yeah. and and it does but if we are continuously marrying if what's winning is control and gripping oh yeah and figuring it out and linear and above the neck we have lost this divine feminine yeah and that doesn't mean just females it's the divine feminine in everyone the divine yeah. feminine heart this work comes from Mirabai star and her phenomenal work in the mystics and in, um, she just wrote a book called Wild Mercy, which I'm gifting you, and I'm totally white opering all of it. And um, <laughs> and that's all to say I would love to be the other, but I'm not. Um, but in the realms of like just the, the magic we can't see in the known, the magic that we miss out on, and we all know this, like I'm not saying anything new. Yeah. It's just I'm reminding us. And that's, I think that's what's so needed in the collective, is just us reminding each other, not fixing each other, reminding we need to remember who we are yeah. so that we can become who we are, yeah. right? And we're in this super noisy culture and, oh, there's just so much downloading that I want to share that I'm going to like fritz out in a second. But I, I just really feel so much of it, I guess, for us. Like, I believe in us so much. I believe in the collective. I believe in our bodies and the wisdom of our bodies. And I'm totally an archetype in the making now. You know, my left breast, you know, she, she needed it. This mama earth, this body that we're inside of, that we're all inside of, that we separate from and call it nature, you know, her big ass, gorgeous, cancerous, toxic, beyond forgiving, generous body we're living in. And then inside that body, we're like, okay, so let's see, you know, what I'm going to buy today or whatever. And again, we think it's recycling the yo play carton that's going to do it. We're no longer there anymore. Mm. That was privilege. We're no longer there. We have to live in the inquiry. We have to live in the questions. We have to hone and love and nourish the questions because there are no answers. And how do we do that in a 
culture that's like, hey, what's nine ninety nine? Three tips. I mean, like, how do we? Mm. How do we do it? Did I take us totally? Oh my god, not at all. Not Did at I take all. us to like Iceland? No, which, but what's three tips? Like three, like, like an article that says three, three tips, tips. Actually, no, oh, it's three. it's three tits because I have one, so three tits. Um, no, three, <laughs> three. I love when you laugh and smile. Has anyone seen Jim laugh and smile? Because you really need to you need to get a hold of that and 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 just tincture it into your coconut oil coffee every day or whatever people are doing now. Now what are people doing? Um, it's always something. So no, wait, I want to, no, you're not, you're, let's go you're back. perfect. Everything is perfect. I want to explore everything that you just said through your personal like, journey Yes, with this. So just to kind of catch our listeners up. Okay. There was an, something found in your breast. You had the first surgery that was a biopsy Right. Or no. no, it wasn't a biopsy. Um, it was so I had a biopsy. Okay. I had it all. It was an all you can eat buffet on what? Western <laughs> system medicine. Woo! Party. So what was the chronology of events? So what occurred was back in June of nineteen twenty. I mean, it feel time is flying. I just went for a regular mammogram. Everyone's story begins with a regular mammogram. No, not everybody's, but um But many. It's a <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and again, it had been a few years. Mind you, I have nothing happening in my family or my lineage of this. So I don't have like a, a red flag in that terrain already. It just went and and then they, they called me back and, you know, it was very like, oh, okay, they called me back. Kind of like um, a pap smear that doesn't go so well in the realms of like, okay, well, I mean, that happens all the time kind of thing. So right. I had heard that, you know, oh, maybe it's insurance or whatever. Anyway, it didn't even matter. I was already kind of freaking out and definitely like, oh, okay. I've never had that experience. And then went in for the two-hour kind of uh, ultrasound, longer, you know, bring a bag of goodies kind of thing. And then um, and try not to fight with your husband. Like, those are the days you just want to really keep it simple. And so I went in, and then they wanted to do a biopsy. And, um, and they did, and that was a really uncomfortable experience and very scary because I wasn't really quite sure because I couldn't feel anything. And I also just... Again, the naivete that I lived in, which is real, and I really want to like take a moment with it. There was a deep, deep innocence that I carried in all that I did. Mm. I was so this and that and all that I did. I wasn't one that I, I actually sought out awakening. My world and work is all about mm. where's the grief? Where's the shame? Where's the vulnerability? Let's sit with it. Let's light a fire. Let's be with it. You know, it was chosen. It didn't come. It was chosen. Mm -hmm. I was leading. Mm -hmm. And now those days are, are done. That was an innocence and a naivete that um, that I wore so beautifully. And that I loved I loved her. You know, she was she really didn't believe um, this kind of thing could happen to her. And mind you, you know, I was physically abused as a kid. I mean, like, it's not like, oh, what a beautiful life. I mean, it, and it was, by the way. I had a combo effort on all realms. Yeah. But it wasn't like there was no trauma in my body or that I wasn't scared to death every minute of the day that everyone I love was going to die. I mean, I'm Jewish, so there's a little bit of a lineage there. And then um, the ancestors, really, they love to hold on to good stories. And so just to paint the picture of, you know, we're always looking for the fantasy inside each other. So I just really want to name that there was no fantasy in it. And yet I still lived inside that 
you know, that innocence, yeah. like that, that we live in when we, when we book something in two months, yeah. that we live in with the vacation we're making, yeah. that we live in, you know, we're not even thinking about anything other than, well, can we afford it? And do we have the time? Those are usually the two decisions we make. We're not thinking about- Am I going to die? I'm not thinking, am I going to die? I'm not thinking about like, um, and you don't want to think that way. You don't want to live that way, but you're also more not thinking about, which is another conversation for possibly another time. You know, how does it affect her? You know, mm. am I even allowed to go to that land? I mean, yeah. going to Kauai was an insanely deep experience of, I'm not meant to be here. Mm. I was going to fly out the next day. It was like, this is not okay. For for my listeners who aren't as familiar with Jules, when she speaks of her, she's talking about Mother Earth. Yes, and this gorgeous body that we're all inside of, not necessarily our body. Um, and that all that language came within the last two years, yeah. you know, meaning I was all about my body and the yeah. wisdom of my body. Yeah. But then it was like, oh, shit, it's not my body. It's her yeah. body. Well, and, and this incident right. really deeply informed and, that. And I'm going to bring it back in. Yeah. Just rein me in every time. It's You're way ex- expansive, yeah. as like expansive Elizabeth over here. Just wanted to make a 2E it didn't work as well that I thought it would, but um, it did. Yeah, it was fully I mean, what's another one? Eileen, was... expansive Eileen. No, that also doesn't do it. Expansive doesn't really have a lot of rhyme words. It's like and then a pansive and then a tansive. And now I'm like, it's again the haiku. Okay, um, so back to biopsy, the, the biopsy, and then that was like a, a little mini gun going off. That was awful. And mm. then and her name was Lakshmi, that doctor. So that was random. And then <laughs> I thought abundance, maybe not right now. And then they just couldn't really see it. They didn't really get it, but they knew that something was there. And so... Um, and they didn't know what it was. They, they, they had were, no they just idea. Said, we don't know what this is. And it is. could have been like, I think on the list there were like 19 options. And so that part was when this became Desmond Tutu. And so I'll try to bring it into a Cliff Note version because I still need to read up on him. Um, he's a phenomenal human. But there were some names that really were, you know, there was like, obviously the cancer names, and then there were other things that it could have been, or it could have also been like fatty milk from ducks that would have been 400 years old by now, but it was a possibility. I was going for it. And then, you know, there was another one, Desmoindes, which is pretty known. But when she said it, I was like, I looked at Josh and I'm like, did she, was that Desmond Tutu? And then we were like, Okay, let's go for Desmond Tutu. That sounds like the best one out of the group. Because of the name. <laughs> because of the name and also like they're fast growing and they're not cancer, you know, they're mm-hmm. not malignant. I mm-hmm. think now some if you're a doctor, just you can just X this. But um, <laughs> you know, there's good, healthy forgiving. I mean, yeah. there's forgetting. There's yeah. healthy forgetting that occurs. But so I heard Desmond Tutu, I was like, great. And then I looked him up and I'm totally made sense. And then a few um went to everywhere, went all over the city, went, was talking to doctors everywhere. And mind you, I come from a full-on Western background of surgeons and doctors. And and that was completely aligned for the journey and the work I do with lineage and the stories that we carry. And that Western realm is always an option mm. for me. It's, you know, yet I'm always also on the path of you know, the body has us. She really can hold us. And the body of this earth, she can hold us. But always also moving to like, or maybe I need a Cipro, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> and, and right. Absolutely. I grew up in a faith-based 
Western system. So it was like, oh, good, enjoy that yoga. You're going to need a sipper at the end of the day. Or like, <laughs> oh, enjoy that. Oh, that sounds good. You take that retreat. And then, you know, here's a cast just in case you need one. Yeah. Like, whatever. Just, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yeah. Am I doing it? You're perfect. Oh, You're my perfect. God. I love so, the word perfect. Um, or, or maybe I don't, but I'm, I'm going to take it. I'm going <laughs> to run with it right here. <laughs> this moment is perfect. This Each each moment that is happening is perfect. Oh, um, does everybody hear that? I just want everybody to take a moment, I'm going to do with you, of like, really, it's okay. And even in the story, right, of the realm of my breast and all of our bodies, like what I came to is that my body is your body. Mm. Like my body and my journey is your journey. It is her journey. It's Mama Earth. Like we see trees all the time with a branch gone or a thing. No one's like, oh, I wonder if she's going to grow another branch. Maybe she'll get a plastic thing put on. And <laughs> Like, will she go for the <laughs> latex? I don't even know what you put in your boob but anyway i'm all about S- it silicone? if you need to do it oh yeah right something like that no I one's like looking at the tree going i hope that grows back soon yeah, well, um, she better get a perky set. yeah she, exactly <laughs> and so yeah the i had that first surgery for them to take it out and the, the journey for me was very very you know deep in the realms of being awakened and also going to absolutely facilitating a team which i completely support all of you to do and reach out to me in the realms of language around it because it can be really scary and there's no holding of the culture. The culture can't hold for things that come out of nowhere. The word cancer drops us all, like drops our pants. Like we're just like, oh my God, yeah. what? You know, yeah. like you just immediately, are you okay? You're going to live? Like, yeah. And then we don't even know what to do with that. Like if I say yes or no, we're, we don't know what we're going to say next. And you didn't next. have an answer. That was what part of what was so there was no crazy answer. about it. You were yeah. like, well, it's not breast cancer. It right. wasn't breast cancer. I mean, cancer. we didn't know, right? Yeah. We didn't know what it was going to yeah. be. And so, yeah, I mean, br- like kind of bringing the reins in on it, it was more like I continued to just be with my body about it and I couldn't stop being by the fire. Like cords of wood were being delivered and we have a fire pit in the backyard and it was just, I I could only sit by fire and it was clearing all the fear and it was the only place I knew that, you know, or that I at least felt like I was going to be okay. I came in to make a lunch, seaweed, nuclear power in the ocean, I don't know. All of those things of decisions that we have to make as moms and like just all of the realms, I would die. Like I'm in the house. Oh my God, I'm not going to be okay. I'd go outside by the fire. I'm going to be totally okay. I'd look up at the sky. I'd wake up in the dark and then the sun would come up. I wasn't really sleeping and I definitely wasn't really eating. You know, everything kind of stops because you're in that extreme trauma space of being really scared for your life. And I'm not really ready to go, but I totally have no control over that. And so, yeah, it was really, it was very deep time. And that fire would just invite people to come over and sit with me by the fire because it was the only place that felt like, oh, okay, like I can, I can at least be here. I don't feel like I need to rush out of my skin or, right? I mean, if that makes sense. So it was a very, very deep time. And, and then of course the fire invited me to invite other women to come to the fire because it's, I've always loved fire. I'm totally fire in my, all my signs in the chart and that, but this was really, and I've always talked about turning on the fire in the kitchen as a kitchen healer, right? But it was like a whole nother element and level of fire serving and supporting me and reciprocating, I would offer myself over. Mm -hmm. And so that relationship started around the language as well with my elder, um, Dina. Like She gave me the language around that this is sacred and this is a calling. And, you know, 
it really was aligned for me. Like it wasn't like I needed to meet Kale or like get to know Chard or those, the, I was sharing that with everyone else. It was, it was definitely like, what is this? Like, and so I share this with you because for the listeners too, and, and anyone that gets, you know, to be here with us, you know, what we carry is not necessarily ours. It's a story or it's a learning, it's a teaching. And it's this is not to make you feel better because it's actually quite scary and it's unknown and we're all in it. Um, but what we do is we end up separating ourselves. We go right into separation. We get into depression. We want to get under the bed. We, you know, and for me, all I kept hearing is gather with women, bring them closer to you, bring them closer, show them how to be this. And I'm like, show them how to be this. I don't know fucking how to be this, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. But I just kept listening and, and inviting. Mm-hmm. And um, and so before each surgery, I had big groups of women come, clients. I mean, at that time, it wasn't like I was looking like, who are my closest friends? And let me bring them. It was literally like, did I see the post office woman today? Let me invite her. You know, it was just, you're in that complete it's a total vortex yeah and so it got to the point where my body you know because I kept asking is this mine like is this are they sure because I mean you know you get this biopsy back and you have no idea like it's from the man behind the curtain or the woman you know you don't know and they must screw up on this every now and then this got (laughs) I mean I know I'm a one in a million like maybe I'm a one in a million with this right and so anyway what ended up occurring is that it got really big And it got me to know, like, hey, it's for you. And so I got to a place where it was like, it's time to say yes. It's time to say yes to everything. And you're going to say yes. And that's what's going to happen. And this is what would occur by the fire, 4 a.m. You know, I'd be out there just gathering the wood in my muck boots and everyone sleeping in the house. I could barely fall asleep. I'd fall asleep by the fire. And um, I would hear things there because that's what she does. She communicates with us. And I kept offering myself over to her. In howling, in in fear, in in crying, in right, just in all of the complete human experiences that I was having, and I heard it's it's a yes time, and so I got the surgery, and we were really hoping hoping for Desmond Tutu, and we considered it like a birth. We were like, this is a birth of the teacher, and you know, oh, I love that language. I'll run with that poem, and then the. Uh, Next thing occurred was the, you know, one of the worst things that you could have was what occurred. And it was a kind of cancer, but it wasn't breast cancer. It was a cancer that doesn't occur in the breast um, ever. It's like a one in a million. And this is where you might not want to be that. You know, it's mm. fun on the stage, one in a million, but not so much in this stage. And uh, and so it was a real choice of, you know, we got to go back in and clear margins or um, you just let the breast go. And so I had a few months, and this is the year anniversary of that time. I was in that time, and I really wasn't sure. But I think the Western lineage part of me was like, you're done, you're done with this breast. Like, it's time to say goodbye to her. And she was such a gorgeous breast. Like, she fed my babies. And she was, I, when I wrote an ode to her, I was like, no wonder why you want to get the fuck out of here. Like, you never stopped. You were the biggest <laughs> she one. She was exhausted. You were exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's time yeah. to let you go. Yeah. And um, and I had so much time with her to, to say goodbye. And then that breast at post-op started to harden. And she's, my surgeon, who is beyond phenomenal, said, it's supposed to be soft. And I thought, oh, God, you know, is this is this thing real? Like, is it really coming after me? Like, this is so crazy. And so it was with that, too, that, and I was doing castor oil packs and wool and I'm traveling with it. And um, and so I really chose um, in early December to, to let her go. 
and in that process, um, you know, so many teachings, I mean, you, you move into a whole nother level, you know, especially when you're at the, at the spa, like, whoa, that's a whole nother, like, you're like, oh, wait, no one is walking around with one or no boobs. Like everyone has like gotten it figured out already. And I really, um, meaning in the realms of not figured out, but not being with what truly is happening. And, and that wasn't really an option for me because when you can't feel something, you're like, you know what? <laughs> Why put more tissue there? That's not yeah. a great idea. Yeah. But also just to be with my body in this new way is phenomenal. Like she's so gorgeous and so, whoa. And so like she's so many things, this yeah. scar, yeah. right? And um, yeah, so. That's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing all of that. Oh, yeah, I just have a couple questions of clarification. So. It wasn't Desmond Tutu. It was a form of cancer. What it was. what was it? It was called, called sarcoma. Okay. And um, you know, sarcoma is re- it's it's a scary word. It's not like the word that you want to hear in the night with a you know cozy like a cashmere cozy around you. It more it has like more of a a, a bully like energy, and yet they don't. It doesn't really show up in the breast. And I and I don't even really park my car in the word because even as a culture. We go, oh, yeah, and then my dad had that in his intestine or whatever. And then we go into that story. See, we carry these stories with us, the fears of them, the the not knowings of them. And, like, we don't really know how to hold them. Yeah. And yeah. we don't know who they are. Yeah. And, by the way, there's no research on this. So, literally, it wasn't like, ah, oh, and you're done. Like, it was like, and we'll see. Yeah. And there were many doctors who thought, you know, bomb the village and – and I was like, meaning like no, chemo? Yeah, just keep going. And you're young. You know, they love to actually tell you your age, like over and over again. You're this. You're. Th-. I'm like, I thank you. Yeah. Do you know my birthday? Like, I know my age. <laughs> um, and they're t- doing what they know because they're also scared to death. And they also see stuff. They see so much stuff. So, of course, you think, oh, I should go with that. Yeah. Um, but that was the deepest work. All the surgeries were like, they were things I had to go do. So that made it very different. But being post-op of yeah. all this, yeah. and mind you, when the breast was taken, nothing was in it. So that really changed everything. It was completely clear. So we'd be having a very different conversation if it wasn't. Yeah. And so it was like, I mean, it was such a teacher. And now the work that I'm in right now in this language of what's happening in the kitchen, what's happening with our bodies um, it's just, I, you know, it's like you, you go to the next level. Like mm. you really, you really do go to the next level in your life. Like it really, it takes you to other realms that most of us don't travel. And I, I didn't either, yeah. you know, two years ago. Yeah. So, and I would imagine, I mean, we've spoken about this privately a bit, but I would imagine it's changed not just your relationship to her mother earth, to yourself, to your body, but to every person in your life, every intimacy, your husband, your two children, All of your it. dog. Totally. You know, I mean, and and like you say, you know, I mean, I haven't been through something like that. I've had other losses, but what a gift, you know. And I just have to pause and say this. And I might have some shaky voice emotion that comes with it, so that's okay. But I'm just <laughs> prefacing it with that. At the time that you and I had this podcast experience a year ago, my friend Kim was still alive. Mm. And... You know, in fact, right in front of your house was the last place I saw her alive. Mm. I brought her to a gathering mm. and she came and it was about a, it was, it was, I'm sorry, it was one week to the day before she died and um, before she took her life. 
And you, you know, you and I had reconnected. I was so grateful for that reconnection and just, and continue to be. And I was learning from you as I always have. And the fire and the earth and just like, oh, right. Oh, like, like Jules kind of gives me permission to take that deeper breath, you know, mm-hmm. below in the diaphragm, you know. Mm. And then she was gone and I went through that whole story. I'm still going through it, obviously. And I remember I had this old fire pit that I wasn't using in my backyard. And I just, I went to Anna Walt and I was like, I need some firewood. Can you guys put some firewood in my trunk? And I'm just, the emotion is coming and the tears are coming because I had a language that wasn't words. Cause I'm a wordsmith, you know, totally. You are. And I had a language of earth that was able to, soothe me so deeply in a way that I didn't know was available to me. Mm-hmm. And so thank you for that gift. And even further than that, I had a girlfriend call me and say, what do you need? I said, I need to gather and I can't do it. Can you just do it? And 24 hours later, my dance community, she and six other women came and they brought crystals. They brought this crazy Theragun <laughs> thing and we were massaging oh, yeah. each other and laughing. Oh yeah, that'll do it. They brought food. <laughs> We lit the fire. Mm. We were laughing. We were telling stories. I was telling them stories about Kim. And it was just like, Mm. oh, yeah, the gathering. It's the gathering and the fire. And it's simple. Just the simplicity. And she said, who do you want there? I said, you decide. It doesn't matter. Totally. Whoever wants to. And she just gathered a bunch of women. Some I was close to. Some I didn't know at all. Amazing. And it was, it really was exactly what I needed. I needed to not be alone looking on Instagram for, you know, I don't know what. Totally. Echoes of my best friend who was gone. Totally. So thank you for that gift. Oh, thank you for that gift right here. And for the gift to everyone, you know, it's, it's just, it's just so beautiful. And it, you know, this, it's not an event. Yeah, it's not an event. It's not an event. Gathering together. It's not an event. Retreats are not an event. To be, to actually be, to carve out time to be in our lives are not, it's not an event. It's so vital. So vital. And yet, and and the one thing I really learned from that too was I love entertaining. I love having people over. I don't do it often enough. I've started doing it more, but it didn't have to be a presentation. No. It was for me. Yes. It was for all of us, really. It was for all it of us. It was. You gifted all those women. Truly. Experiences to be. Yeah. And the more we do this, right, the more we know it's not an event. This is so important. I mean, it really is, like, vital. Yeah. I'm not saying, you know, no aesthetics, but I am saying get the laundry basket out and fold it together. Yeah. I mean, like, literally just cut the food up on the freaking wood board. I know you have a gorgeous wood board, and if you don't, we can find you one. <laughs> That's right. But the realms of like just, you know, but we're not connected in that way. We, in our blood, in the last hundred years, was we have to sacrifice ourselves. We have to over labor. We have to make it look like this. Oh, don't you know? Oh, to it has be to seen, look like not a commercial. heard. It, absolutely. The the Martha Seward, you know, cobalt egg. Who's doing that? No one. <laughs> and here's the thing: someone we know knows her. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. she, I think she's Jewish. Anyway. <laughs> Point being, <laughs> she's also maybe she needs to come onto the show. But I think that um, 
the non-event piece, because then we get closer to living. And when we're closer to living and not separating ourselves from her, from ourselves, from each other, from gathering people to come over, then when these things that come out of nowhere happen, we're closer to being able to hold them. Yeah. It all, they, it actually, it's like a gorgeous wardrobe of emotion. Yes. It really all does work together. But I'll tell you the number one secret, <laughs> it's not a secret at all, um, but the number one thing that I find every single time, works every single time, is slowing down. Yeah. It's like the only way. And I have to literally remind myself on the busier date, like, oh my God, nothing me too. is important right now yeah. other than my breath, this moment. Like nothing, the sun coming in, the pear that's browning on the wood board, but we love it anyway. You know, like just being in this moment, like wherever you are, if you're in the car, if you're, you know, in the house, if you're traveling, like just feel your body, feel the weight of your body in your chair, bringing it over, letting whatever is here hold you, let it actually hold you. Let this podcast hold you. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. We really need that holding so much. We're longing for it so much. Yeah. And I do think that's why it's funny. I started this podcast. I had no idea it was going to turn into what it is. I'm so grateful. And it is its own entity. I really believe that. But there's something about the intimacy of this, this moment now that we're sharing live. And then once this is uploaded and and published or whatever. And then someone's listening to it, you know, and they're in, I mean, we have listeners, we have listeners in Somalia. Oh my gosh. Incredible. Isn't that amazing? Amazing. And I'm like, wow, like they, there is, you feel like you're in the room. They, they're going to feel like they're in the room with us. They are in the room with us. Yeah. It's really cool. Even though I have no idea like what (laughs) flight I would take to go there. I don't either. And I'm not looking at the moment, but I, like we are all in this together. Yeah. And and I don't just say that like we're all in this together. Like I mean, because there are those we, we, I know we've all done it really truly. And it's only why is it only heightened events? That's where it needs to change. It cannot be only heightened events. Yeah. Like death, cancer. That's when we wake up to each other. That's when we're like, you know yeah. what? I'm going to go to Jules' fire. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Why aren't we doing it for ourselves? Yeah. The practice of the slowing down, the practice of we and did, we're not taught that it's valuable. We're not. We're not. We're not taught that I mean, in any tribe, the woman they would gather together, then they would feed their kids, mm. then they would um serve the community. They started together. Yeah. They started with each other to then have a perspective of what the day would be. Oh. When you say that, all I can think of is myself and all the hundreds of women that have messaged me over the last year. Mm. But me in the first two years of my son's life, locked in my house. Right. Mm. Horrible postpartum depression that I didn't know what it was. Isolated, isolated. Even my few friends that were like, I'll come over. And I was like, nope, nope. It'll mess with the nap schedule. I was so fearful. I was so fearful. And what I really needed was to say, like I said to Mercedes after Kim died, I need to gather. I can't organize it. Just make it happen. <laughs> you know, or 
you make it happen for me next week. I'll make it happen. Like, I just didn't know how to create that space of, of gathering course, because of I was didn't. just crippled by this. Oh my this. God, absolutely. And here's the thing. We don't want to invade each other. We don't want to conquer each other. We don't want to take over. But really, I mean, when you were saying what I really needed was I pictured myself as an enormous woman coming in like a huge woven skirt and it and an apron and like just like a I'm wearing essentially a cozy rug and <laughs> I'm coming in and like hugging you mm. from behind yeah. with an enormous arms with just enormous arms and like we need to fall into each other but how do we do that in this culture where we talk about our longing, where we're definitely braving the wilderness, where we're unsilencing our voices as women, where we're just going for it, hashtag me too. And how do we soften into like the squash in the oven? How do we how do we stay connected without it being a thing to do, a thing to conquer, a thing to, right? Like yeah. a thing to fix. Yes, yes, yes. And, and if we keep on those lanes in the highway, we're really getting nowhere like that's not what we really want we want to just be together yeah and yes we live in a city that's like i mean it's hard to get around it's also on fire um (laughs) but it's like it's you know we're really less doing more being but how like oh she knows the answer no i don't i just want to be in conversation about it let's open i mean yes i've been in conversation for a long time with thousands of women around this and I'm still learning about yeah. being. I'm a mom, two kids, marriage on a string. I mean, we're all doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe you have a rope, a tightrope, <laughs> or maybe your marriage is on a trampoline. I don't know. I, I love it all. And all the words, again, like even I look at my bookshelf, you know, prosperity, you know, beauty, courage, pussy. radical love, pussy, <laughs> you know, just like all of it. And it's like letting that all go. Other than crazy brave, which is what I've been feeling lately, letting that all go, right? This retreat, radical intimacy. If this comes out, it's going to come out after. It's going to come out after, but so the realm of that. No, I'm sharing it because even the wording. What is it? This what we're talking about is radical intimacy. Being scared to death, being numb, and needing the the community, the women to come and just come around us and not actually care too much about what we need necessarily because we don't know yeah this is the back to not asking if you're hungry yeah I, you don't come in the house i'm like hey jen are you hungry for a da da i'm just like here's, here's some food board and a yeah. tea okay you don't yeah. have to have it yeah you don't need to eat it yeah but it's here yeah you know yeah i want to ask you about another loss I'm like, when's the stand-up comedy hour? Because, I mean, I'm really it's, funny and so are you. It's been Can happening we? this whole time. Really? Oh, honey. Okay. You'll listen back to this and hear how much we're giggling <laughs> I'm like, I can't these. wait to get to the funny part. And you're like, now no, here's no, another good. loss. Here's I'm like, oh, God. Loss. Is everybody, do you have your seatbelt on, everyone? Or at least get a whoopee or like, you know what I love is a heating pad for my nervous system. Okay. Okay. So wait, you know how I got my biomat? Remember how I got oh, my yeah. di- biomat as my I divorce present? I biomat. Oh, Are they girl. listening? Can they come and just bring all, us bring all a biomat? Bring Who, Who's connected to the biomat people? Let's okay. get in touch with them. Yeah, let's. It's my favorite thing. It is basically <laughs> a, a, a human-sized heating pad. It's a yoga mat that's a heating pad. Right. With, with infrared heat and whatever in there, crystals. right? Just it's lined so with fancy. crystals. Yeah, no it's big deal. very, very, oh it was a very 
big treat for myself. So good. But it was so good that I got a little one for my bed, a mini heating pad mm. that now belongs to my dog, Slash. That's where he sleeps every night. I mean, it's is fun. Slash the privileged dog of the century? Oh, he's it's, it's I can't beyond. He came from um, the ghetto, please. The ghetto say down, it. downtown. Oh my gosh, downtown amazing. LA. A it's homeless the, person it's, turned It's the him American into, story. I mean, it really. <laughs> and he's later today, actually, I have my mobile grooming gal, uh, Fur it. Mama LA. We'll, okay. we'll put a link to her I stuff. She's that. incredible if you're in Los Angeles. Um, she comes in her van, she takes both dogs and she grooms them and she gives them, she anally expresses them. Oh, yeah, she does. Because, you know, I mean, all of us might. Do we want that? Does anybody want an anal expression? Is that the it other depends word on who's it? giving it to me? <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we're getting into some stuff. Now let's go right into grief. Okay, because we can do it all. It's the. It's really. It's the divine feminine. <laughs> we're round. We're going to talk about it. rim jobs, <laughs> anal sex, and death. Okay, I'm lost with the first two, but I'm great with the third. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. <laughs> Rim jobs. Is that for a little BB outside with my car? My car is called BB, black and blue. She's black and blue. I didn't beat her up. She's actually amazing. But no, oh, no, no rim, not a rim job no. there. No, 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 Mm-mm. no. Well, yeah, yeah I'm going to have a okay. tutorial on that yeah. afterwards. Oh, we'll right. give it a YouTube video going. I love that. Um, <laughs> so anyway... Oh, God. Can we do a rim job with an archetype in the making? Like, does it work with one breast? Is that a... Okay. It's actually really beautiful, by the way. One breast. Just, it's something to say. Yeah. Yeah. Because the breast that actually got to stay is that fancy one that really knows how to stay up without the bra. Yeah. See, I have have one that's so much bigger than the other one. So did I. When I'm premenstrual... It's. I remember going to Christy Funk, who's my breast doctor. I'm, I I need to go schedule my mammogram. Um. Yeah, you do. I know. By the I way, know. Christy um, Funk. Oh my God, does she play great music in there? <laughs> she should. I really hope she's so. She's also insanely gorgeous. Amazing. Like it's ridiculous. She walks in. You're like, it, did Paulina Portskova just walk oh in my here? God. What's happening? You're like, let me take off my shirt with my <laughs> my breasts that don't match. She's amazing. So she. We're um, all each other though. Okay. I took my bra off and I said, you know, I have one that's bigger than the other. And she, this is a woman who looks at breasts all day long. And 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 she said, oh, whoa. Oh, my gosh. That <laughs> was nice bedside manner. She said, <laughs> I mean, maybe it wasn't quite that pronounced, but it was, she was like, oh, yeah, and what, that's a full cup size bigger. I was like, hmm. Mm-hmm. I had that too. And, and she said, I mean, you could have surgery, you know, cosmetic oh, surgery, no. like, but you'd have to have it on both of them. Oh, and I was like, no. Oh, why? no. No, it's a whole thing. That ship has sailed. Oh, yeah. These... No, they put the nipple as a magnet on the fridge. Like, it's a whole thing. Like, Wait, it's like what? three different kinds of thing? surgery. Yeah, like, it's, stop it. It's just like, why? <laughs> like, what other things can we offer ourselves? No, 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 I don't. I, yeah. I, and I had no interest then, and I have no interest now. But yeah. It is quite obvious if you really stare at them. You can see I which one they is look bigger. gorgeous. Oh, well, it's always the one by the heart. <gasps> oh, I never knew that. Why? Oh, yeah. It's the left side. And it's mother. Oh. That's the mother and home and family. Feminine. And that's the one that was taken. And the beauty of that is it was the mother. And now I got closer to the mother. You know, the most divine mother that is the most forgiving. She's actually a really great listener. I never, I never had a mother like that. Anyway, here all night. <laughs> or all day. 
Should we wash the dishes and do some sink talks? Oh okay. My God. Oh yes. My gosh. So, okay. I mean, there's, there's so much more we could talk. We could literally talk for another hour, but I do want to just go into this part because it is part of this journey of this year for you. Mm. And your father passed away. He did. Recently. He did. Yeah. Suddenly. And you were able to be there. Oh, yeah. you, no, not suddenly. I mean, it was suddenly. Death is sudden, even if you're waiting. I guess that's true. I mean. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, there's not really a lot of language around it, but I, mm. but yeah, I guess it is. I mean, I'm just it remembering the story of, of like nowhere, right? He, but it yeah. kind of did. Like, like he you got a phone well. call. You were you were in yeah. a place I was, getting ready to teach. Yes, I was co totally leading and you um, had to a leave. group of women and drove down there. Was like so. Oh my god, this is again that naive day. It lives everywhere. Where I mean, obviously, you're not like you don't want to live like right. in your traumatic right. nervous system all the time. That's not fun. I mean, a lot of us are. And call me later, but. Um, <laughs> But on the times that finally it takes a moment or has a Kier Royale or something, you know, you're just like, <laughs> oh, Royale, thank oh my God, God bringing it back old that is school. So funny. I mean, it's pink, it's bubbly, it's fun, it doesn't do much, whatever. Anyway, so yeah, I was down by the ocean and walking the ocean, like prepping for them and like just the whole thing. And then I got the call that like, you might not make it through the night. I was like, okay, so I'm driving back. It was Labor Day week and I had to drive back up from Cardiff by the sea, which I love so much and come back up to LA and then leave the next morning at like 4am. And I was there for eight days and I was there in the room when he transitioned over and my father was a prestigious neurosurgeon and saved many, many lives in his life, but was really a surgeon till the end. Like he really was a surgeon much more than he was a human. And it's such a beautiful thing to say in a way, because I mean, that is a human. He's very human, but he was definitely a surgeon. Mm. <laughs> so it was, yeah. He had been sick for a while with a really unique kind of a situation happening with it. He had skin cancer, but it was very like it's awful. Many surgeries, many, he'd go down and then he'd be at the club and then he'd go down. Like it was very, um, we just never saw him go down and not get back up. So there was a very like Pavlovian experience happening, but that's like literally 10 podcasts long what occurred I'm there. Because sure, my yeah. brother's an oncologist, my dad being the surgeon and like my mom was a nurse and, you know, just like the whole thing. And then I'm like the witchy doctor in the corner calling in the directions in the morning before anyone got there. And it was me and the hospice doctor that kept questioning the naturalness of his going. And my brother kept saying, I want him to go naturally. And yet he was on machines that kept him there. It was such a confused, it's a New York Times article I may never write, but it really was so fascinating, the idea of how we're defining nature and also in situations like this, again, another full-on vortex hospice in the hospital was that everyone has to get on board because he's really, every relationship is changing, each one. We all have a relationship with him. And so like everybody needed to get on board and it took days for everyone to get, no matter how many stats my brother would look at or he'd go in there in the all-knowing and the all-knowing that God, Dr. Vibe and I would just sing to my dad, and he was—he de definitely liked like Lionel Richie. There was some James Taylor. I didn't call that in. I was more just singing whatever came. But we weren't really like a singing family, so stop those fantasies. But um, <laughs> but I brought that in, and you know, it's so fascinating, like that 
And I know when I speak it, I'm sure, you know, all of us can really go to that, those vortexes, like with what you just experienced with your dear friend and her partner and the mother and just the whole thing. It's, you know, you're just, you're, you brought in to a, to a thing, you know, that isn't again, culturally held. So we're all doing it differently. We're all grieving differently. We're all like going back to our places differently, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. It's good to, to name that we all do that and that in that collective realm, we really can create something different Yeah, without needing to fix it. Right. Yeah. There's no fixing it. Just the hunger for There's, it. Yeah. You know. I want to talk about Patreon. Yay. And I want to talk about this endeavor and this exciting platform that you're getting to bring this work oh, to us. It's so good. Patreon is so good. It feels like I'm bringing the Israelites into freedom um, from Egypt, but everyone's taking a really long time. I'm like, come on, it's freedom. Come on over here. Um, Patreon, you know, starting it out, um, it took forever, like things well, do. You, were, you didn't want to do it at first, I know, right? but I just, I don't even know. I just like, it, why do things take forever? Like all the things that we're waiting to do, like stop us right now. No, just I stop know. it. I'm going to give all of us a little spanking of love. Even the books that are waiting for us to write and, you know, just all of those things, the shows, the, you know, whatever, whatever's coming yeah. next. And then everything has their own divine timing, just like the death. Yeah. Like death, birth, it yeah. all has its own. We have no control over anything. Can we just say that over and over again every moment of the day? Oh, 100%. There's no gripping. Stop white knuckling it, I'm telling myself. Yeah. And then everyone's hashtag me too. Yeah. In the best way. Um Patreon is a virtual brick and mortar for this work. This work has always been really not translatable like you started. We're, we're, we're headed into the, the circle here. We're getting to the beginning. And it's been really, unless you experience it, it's like really hard to describe for years and years, right? Because it's so custom and yet it's we're talking about a longing that really doesn't even have language. And then it's these wisdom stories, our body. And then we're having a tea that's so freaking amazing and, you know, whatever that is. And so it was really like a privileged few, you know, that, I mean, there's only so many people one can see, right? We can all see. And and then it became a private practice and people from all over the world virtually or in person and, and then the retreats and through this journey with my body and with this new relationship and deeply old ancient relationship that I have come to really grieve as I begin to know her, really my, my pact with her is really what has started and and begun everything and now it's forever which is you know just use me which is really you know it's it's an emotional deeply intimate space of you know just um if i stay here you know use me and use my voice and my body and i'm I'm here for you i'm here i'm here for you first um because my body really is your body and your body is so not well and we're just using your body and we're in your body and so by that fire, you know, I would just kneel down and and be with the soil, and it just felt so right. I never had a faith other than, of course, like antibiotics, which didn't work um, for me. And so, you know, there wasn't. And I'm I'm Jewish, and I totally love the traditions of Judaism. It's def- definitely cultural. I love it so much. I have a gorgeous community of that, and it's growing. And my language around that, but it's not the realms of like a god in that way. And so, you know, in this essentially this commitment I made, which was, you know, use this body, use this voice for as long as I get to be here in this complete unknown. 
because I have no idea things come out of nowhere is what I learned, you know, and they're not just my mom. <laughs> um, anyway, all to say here all night, but I'm bum. Um, but truly it's like they do, they do. And that doesn't mean we have to like live and do everything and grip it, grip it, grip it. It just means like, it actually means take a deeper breath. Like you said, it means like, ah, okay. Feel the body on, you know, the chair. Okay. Just take this moment. Like, how important is it? I loved this one doula, Anna Markell, who's really known in Los Angeles in the early days. She said, you know, really, I make my decisions from this. Is the house on fire? <laughs> and I just, it stayed with me. Is the house on fire? No. Then, okay, I'm okay. And really, it went to the next level. You know, do I have cancer? No, not yeah. today or nothing that I know. Yeah. Okay, great. Moving into the next level. You yeah. know, just, and and that's not to say that, you know, all these self-help books are like, if you had a year to live, yeah. what would you do? And then you go into like writing a novel. You know what you would do? You'd stare at the wall and watch paint dry because yeah. you'd be scared to death to die. So, I mean, yeah. like, you know, no yeah. one really knows what they're saying. But in the realms of Patreon, bringing it back old school is making the work, you know, what she had really shared was like, make it accessible, make it known, share it, repeat, 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 be open, provide what's needed. No longer like manifesting intentions, which I totally believe in and I love so much, but in the line with her and aligned with her and aligned with this body that I get to leave space in, not just this body, but her body. And it just makes so much sense. Even when we talk about it, you're nodding your head, yeah. like it makes so much sense. Yeah, yeah. And so it's so beautiful to have a place to go, hey, is this aligned? Like, is this the way yeah. to you? Does this lighten your heaviness? Because really I'm in service. Like that's what we're doing here. That's when we feel the greatest. It's when we're in service. Yeah. And when we're loving and when we're connecting and rim rim jobs jobbing whatever that even means i don't even know what i'm saying i just took it to a whole nother texture maybe deep in the valley but um but anyway you know just so patreon is a place where i have sync talks the sync talks are uh, they're at the moment and it might change by december but right now it's weekly they they drop on tuesday mornings at 6 a.m and it's delicious i get it in my inbox it's so good it's women really you can sweet. just wake up to me at the sink you don't have to look at me you can see me once i'm gonna look the same for 10 15 minutes nothing's gonna happen in the realms of my luck um unless maybe something does um and women are doing dishes with me all over the world right now with listening to it yeah. um but it's good wisdom it's this language it's it's inquiry it's questions it's prompts it's it's inspiring us. It's realizing us. It's becoming. It it's, gathers us. It gathers in that us. Way. It's a forever conversation. Yeah. Everyone's writing in about what's aligning for them, what's not. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think about this. You know, I love the. Oh, I didn't think about that. That's why I'm on the planet. Oh, I didn't feel that. You know what? I never thought about that. Good. That's what we're doing here, yeah. right? Like that. We're here to shift our perspective. We're here to say, look at this mountain. Look at how much room there is on this mountain, yeah. and the waterfalls over there. Oh, really? Okay, I never saw the one. Oh, there it is. Yeah. So Patreon is that. There's classes as well every other week. And it's moving into a visual podcast. I'll probably come to you and your kitchen and go to your sink. Yeah. And, you know, just bringing in the kitchen healing realm and this language realm and her and just making it accessible. Yeah. It's not thousands of dollars. It's so doable. Yeah. Everyone can get on board. Absolutely. There's so many, so many levels There's of so, entry. Yeah. And I mean, we'll have um, so links good. to all of this in the show notes for this episode. And... 
on milfpodcast.com. You can go and easily find that. Love it. So if you want to engage with Jules in that way, mm-hmm. you know, that's such a direct line to have her. And just from my experience, I mean, I'm very fortunate that I get, I can drive over here to Pasadena <laughs> and see her. But even when I can't, I get to have a kitchen sink talk and have that reminder to take a deeper breath and like mm. just pause and be. And it really, you are so soothing and grounding and it's just, it's a, it's one of your gifts. Mm. So yeah, so I just, I wanted to share that with the listeners because in this world of just too much input, I mean, it's just too much input. And my son will say, he's like, oh. It's just, it's just Sunset Boulevard, Mom. I can't take it. Totally. You know? He's so right. Oh, he really gets it. I'm like, you're right. You're right. You're right. It's too much. Um, is to take that five minutes. Hmm. You know, just really slow down. Slow it way down. And name the insanity. Yeah. I mean, like... Let's name it. We're, you're not alone. We're all in it together. Yes. So we get to name the complete shit show. Yeah. <laughs> and slow it down. Yeah. Like we actually are women that can do everything, you yeah. know, but we don't want to be doing everything. Yeah. So let's like really just name the the elephants. Let's love those elephants. Let's not maybe go visit them. Okay. Um, <laughs> different time, different time. But in the realms of this, it's like, yes, our kids know. And I guess it's really, it literally lives in like, who are we? Who do you want to become? Yeah. And then you get to build from there. It's exciting to live. Yeah. It really is. It's pretty glorious. It's pretty darn glorious. It is. And we can no longer look to the culture for that holding. We have to become the culture that holds. Yeah. And so we can start at the sink. Mm. I mean, why not? Oh, my God. I love you so much. <laughs> I love you so um, much. I'm going to ask you some fun questions. Amazing. Oh, my gosh. Is everyone still with us? I love you. Thank you for being here. Oh, my God. Thank you. Mm. So these are new questions from the last time you answered the Friday. I love new questions. At, uh, <laughs> episode 70, I changed over some questions. But I have to say, I kept a few of them because I loved them so much. <laughs> this is This question... It's like it was designed for you. Hmm. What do you think about Jules when you hear the word love? I mean, what do I think about the word love? When you hear the word love, what comes to you? It can be a thought. It can be a feeling. It could be a sensation. I mean, every, everything. Yeah. Everything comes to me. Love is everything. Mm-hmm. We are love. Yeah. And fuchsia. Yes. Fuchsia comes to me. Yes. Yeah. Just because it's just too good. I mean, everybody needs a little fuchsia neon tape. Oh Art tape God. doesn't hurt yes. your walls. Yes. That's love. If you could live anywhere in the world other than where you're living now, where would you live? I don't know if I've been to where I would live, but in the realms of my, what I know now, because I only know so much right now, right? I really love British Columbia. I love Canada. I love places where... I'm small and the earth is big and she reminds me of how tiny I am and that she's really the the queen. She's the one. And so I want to be in a place where I'm reminded moment to moment of my place. Mm. Yeah. How do you define serenity? Al-Anon. No, um, <laughs> but that's kind of perfect, right? I mean, come on. Courage to change, everybody. Let's do it. 
such a foundational pillar for everyone. Literally. Um, literally. There's yeah. not Trust like me, you anyone. qualify. You all and qualify. Everyone <laughs> qualifies. The language needs to be updated on Al-Anon. But anyway, yes, everyone, <laughs> it's any anybody that ever did something different than what they said or felt. That's it. Okay. Does everyone qualify? Yes. Um, okay. Serenity. That's yeah. it right there. Yeah. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> totally. Lightning round of questions. Fireside or Oceanside? Oh, gosh. Both. Yeah. Yeah. Favorite junk food? I love M&M's Plain. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just too good. So good. Yeah. Do you like theme parks? Oh, gosh. No. Yeah. No. But I'd love to make one. Ooh. What would your theme park be like? like That's a, a, I should add oh that question. Oh, my gosh. What would your theme park be? I mean, it would be just a... It would be the deepest, nourishing, beautiful. It'd be like it'd be ocean a farm, and some kind farm. Of farm. Yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. exactly what I thought. Yeah. It'd be like we'd be harvesting and gathering and climbing. And then we'd be like totally nourished. We'd be like sweat lodging. We would be, and there would also be a steam. Okay. There would be, <gasps> there'd a, be an artist studio we could paint. Oh, there'd be painting. I mean, essentially it's the retreat. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> it's the retreats that, that we create. Um, but it really, yeah. Oh, I love the idea of that. There'd be also cashmere, like somewhere, <laughs> even if there was just a cold room. I mean, it just like, <laughs> there's got to be cashmere and some really good ice cream, you know, mm. but like ice cream that's aligned again with well, ice cream that we made from the farm. Yes. We would make it there. Everything, like a basil ice cream oh, or something. Oh my yum. God, so good. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I love a theme park. Daytime sex or nighttime sex? Any any time, any time sex where I'm really feeling it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's really a good idea. And I love sex with me. Yes. I mean, thank you. Bring it on. Yeah. I actually, you can use it as a medicine, right? Oh, for you sure. want to release before you have like these big talks. For sure. I mean, not not here today, but like, <laughs> but maybe. You just don't know what's waiting for you in the space yeah. that's being so tight. Like when you loosen that, you're like, you become a genius. Masturbate. It's good for you.com. Okay. (laughs) Or even just feeling your, your breast. I'll be in just one because that's what we got here. But, um, but just like, I'll be in a meeting and I'll just like put my hand on my heart or, you know, like not in my pants, but like on my belly. It's always good to, it's just like, it's so hard to remember the planet, let alone the fact that we have a body. Like, remember that you have a body. Like, it's not just this thing above your neck. Because this thing above your neck is tiny. Oh, my God. She grew She was one when you were 30. So whatever that age is. Right? Did we do this in the last podcast? No. What do you mean she was one when you were 30? So our brain is done growing. At 25 or something. At like 30. Oh, is it 30? And then really, probably the research will show later, never. But so then, like, whatever age you are, you know, if you're yeah. 50, you're 20. I mean, yeah. like, let, really? And then your body is, like, way older than it was when you were born. Yeah. Because you've been growing yeah. since you were, like, a minnow. <laughs> minnow. So, like, essentially, your fucking body is wise. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yes. Okay. Go. Shower or bathtub? I mean, they're both necessary. Mm. Different energies. Sometimes you need a steep. Sometimes you need a, a waterfall. A Buddhist waterfall. <laughs> On a scale of one to ten, how good are you at making lasagna? Um, I don't make lasagna, so I don't know. <laughs> that is the answer. Yeah. That is your answer. I don't know. What is your biggest pet peeve? 
Ooh, I mean, the first word that came in was ignorance, but I, I would say, I don't even know what that even really means. I mean, I know what it means, but I don't think it's right. I think, I don't know if it's a pet peeve, but I would say, oh God, now I'm getting an enormous download, but that's not going to serve <laughs> us right now because it was a lightning round and now we're in like a swamp. Um, I would say that do, do what calls, <laughs> do what calls. Yeah. And those that are called and, and don't go, I mean, again, we don't have any, you know, control over anyone else's life, but I would say that, yeah. And I mean, I, there's a lot in my, I, I could come up with a few with my husband. I mean, that, that would be much simpler, Jules. How about not go so wide? Um, I'm widening it really big, but okay, let me bring it in. If I bring it into him, I would say um, he's really all about the planet. And then he, he buys stuff that's, that he forgets. Yeah. And that's a pet peeve. Like, I'm like, how about don't forget? Yeah. Because- like she's dying. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, no yeah. big deal. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's not end it on a down note. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Superpower choice: invisibility, ability to fly, or super strength. And I'm going to add one that my friend added yesterday: mm -hmm. or teleportation. Like you can, you. Can I just, just went into like a a phone box in Spain. <gasps> teleportation. And what is that? <laughs> I feel like like you're Superman changing into your costume. But it might be called like teleportation or something. Like it might teleportation. That's exactly it. Cool. So good. I love um, I love when it's like hola, ¿cómo estás? Bien, McDonald's, you know, whatever. I can't even believe that. No, out. like if you can just basically beam yourself. Yes. Right? That. Again, I mean, this is terrible. I love everything. Um I mean, flying is pretty fantastic. But then invisibility I don't know if it serves, though. I think it's got to be flying or that other one. Yeah. Transportación. Yeah. I just want to yeah. go to Spain right now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I feel you. I want to go to Italy. Mallorca. Yes. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Would you rather have a cat tail or cat ears? Oh, by far ears. I mean, by far. Why by far? Uh, just because anything down there. Like, no. <laughs> Like nothing like furry and itchy and true. More chances for like a and UTI. And then trying to sit and like it's a whole thing. Yeah. Like I just I don't need anything extra there. Just yeah. your hand in your pants once in a while I to love, make sure that I love you're a little warm grounded. hand yeah. palm vibe on the low belly. But yeah, no, definitely the ears because then you can hear things and you're you're cute. Yeah, got it. Okay. What was the name of your first pet? Rags. What was the name of the street you grew up on? Um, I think that was, uh, there were a few, but I think we did this last time. We did. I think it was Turn Point Circle, Turn being the bird turn, T-E-R-N. Oh. I know. So, so what was it? What was the Southern pet's name? Rags. Rags Turn. Let's just say Rags Turn. I mean. That sounds like a, like a cowgirl. It sounds like I'm also a lawyer on the side. Like it feels <laughs> like I really am actually smart. Like I'm doing smart things. I don't, but well, but I think Rags Turn <laughs> might be like the person that's like, did you have an ex, I mean, this is terrible, like cultural appropriation, but people are going to, did you have an accidente del el transportación? Oh my gosh. Rags I am Ragsturn oh, to represent you. I like Ragsturn in that way. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just coming up with We're some crazy so silly. shit. We need to eat right now. Yeah, we do. I'm making something with arugula. Okay. I'm just <laughs> getting really silly. Um, I love you so much. Thank I you. I love you Thank so you much. This. Thank you. I have no idea what just happened. Neither do I, but it's out of our hands now. I, I love us. <laughs> I love us too. 
Thanks so much for listening, guys. I really hope you enjoyed my conversation with Jules. Please tune in next week when I have TV showrunner, executive producer, writer, and pretty much badass extraordinaire Erica Messer on the show. I love Erica so deeply. I've known her for years and years and years, and I have just watched her skyrocket um, in the world of TV and film. And she's just incredible. And our interview was really, really great. So please join me for that. December 26th, the day after Christmas, it'll be a nice treat. And I just am so grateful for this community. Thank you, Gifts for Good, for offering the discount code MILF for Good for my listeners and just being an awesome company. And thank you, Growing Candle, for the discount code MILF10. And thank you, Hope Scarves, for doing awesome stuff and helping people in treatment feel like they're less, a little bit less alone because of what you're doing. It's so beautiful. And I just, I love being able to bring this to you guys every week and that you actually listen and I'll be talking to you next week. Okay.